G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. That's exactly what it is. It's Friday form panel. We are here and we're ready to roll. And I'll tell you what, there's an old saying, Skeeter, in, you know, that if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Now, that's, that's just not right. Well, <laughs> welcome to our Trots Vision and SEN track, uh, viewers and listeners. It's not right. You do have to work, no matter what you do. But the Friday, you enjoy doing the it, Friday but... form panel is not work. Because really, all you do, once you've done the form, all you're busting to do is talk about it. Yeah. So when you and I come in here, it's virtually just like sitting at the, well, we don't have the beers. Yeah. I do miss the beers. But <laughs> it's just like sitting down for, for a lunch, you know, and, and chatting about who you think will win the races. So this is, I mean, this is genuinely uh, as fun a part of the job as you can possibly get, I would have thought, particularly with really good racing night, one of the Summer of Glory tomorrow night at Tapcourt Park. Night, night two. I keep calling it night yeah, one. <laughs> Ballarat kicked off night one, night two. I even then... <laughs> looked this up on the worldwide interweb, and it and it told me that this was night one. So this has switched and swapped over the years a little uh, bit, hasn't it? Yeah, the past past two have been Ballarat night one to kick, kick things off. So it's great for night two of the Summer of Glory <laughs> and our first night of the Summer of Glory at Tabcourt Park at Mountain, Mountain, obviously. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's right. what I meant, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Sog. Yeah, so th- this is fun. This is the fun part of the job. No it doubt. is. If we were at the pub, we'd probably be doing exactly the same thing. We've done it in the past at there. Let's and, go there uh, afterwards. Just <laughs> discussed. Uh, I'm off to Yarrawonga afterwards. Oh, you're right. um, yeah, but no, we'd probably be doing the same thing. So completely agree, Bon. It helps when you've got quality horses that you're assessing and giving your opinion of and and looking at. And of course, we know the Casey Classic is pretty much the last chance to put a case forward to get into um, into the Hunter Cup. And there are so many horses that are that borderline, yeah, it, Ox, uh, every year it's it's a very difficult job um, and one I would not want to do, but this year I think there are a number of horses there's really not much between at all. No, I've written uh, I've written an article for the Herald, a couple of articles for the Herald Sun tomorrow already, and one of them, sort of the, the, the first line is, there's no place quite so desperate as the last chance saloon, and that's what the Casey Classic is. Um and the hard part about this saloon is running the bar is expensive ego. So for a lot of these horses, and I don't know, I don't want to go through them one by one. Maybe when we get to the race, we can do it. But you've got expensive egos definitely in. Yep. Triple eight's definitely in. Yep. And that's about it. That's about it. Yep. And then, and then it's, it may not be a matter of winning for a couple of these. Yep. Uh, it's just a walks past us. Um, <laughs> It may not be a matter of winning for a couple of these. It might be a matter of running a massive race. Yeah. That, a second. Have, if, you, if you can split uh, Expensive Ego and Triple Eight, if you can run second to Expensive Ego and and take him to within a couple of metres or run third and take him to within a couple of metres, that will promote your cause, but it's not going to be easy for any of these horses to further their case. No, no, certainly not. Um, Mick Howard and I were looking at... <clears throat> You know, the, the nominations and the possible definites in, obviously, the, the noms are open till 12 o'clock today, but we were looking at who, you know, we think uh, would definitely sort of be in for um for something. Obviously, we've got the barrier draw on Monday. And, yeah, like I said, I was going, don't know, don't know, don't know, because that back end of it is, is so open. So it's going to be intriguing. And, um, yeah, there'll be a few horses, as you mentioned, that will need to pull put in a, a really big performance this week. Obviously, chasing expensive ego is no you know, no easy task at all. But, um, yeah, I, I agree if they can run a, a really good second or third, it no doubt will help their cause. If we want to right at the very end, and I don't, I'm sort of always always a little bit reticent to do this, but we can name our fields if we want to because it won't be 12 o'clock yet, but, you know, not many are going to nominate in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. So we can look at it as long as the caveat is placed there that we're not, we're not trying to influence anything because we can't. And that's up to Paul Oxenford and the racing Department at Harness Racing Victoria. That's their job. And uh, it's not a job that any of us really want. No, absolutely So, no. but we still might do it. Who knows? <laughs> uh, let's get stuck in. Uh, we'll have Moose Sidebottom in the uh, in the second hour. Well, you know, between 11 and 12. Uh, around 11.15, we'll try and get him up on the line to give us some winners tonight and maybe some early thoughts for night two 
of Sog. Race one on the card. This is my best bet. And I'm getting better than $2. It has been, there's been a little bit of support. I thought Sanday was clearly the one to beat, though. As a Shepherd and Gill, you wouldn't have missed the trial of Let's Rock, Let's Roll recently where they got home in 54-6 and he made ground on Naratak Prince. So yeah, really like that trial. The question mark, oh, yeah, nearly a five-star trial it was. Uh, the question mark here. Let's Rock, Let's Roll very infrequently decides to use, uh, he has got early speed and very infrequently he opts to use it. Here, if he uses it, there's a good chance he can get to the front and then take a trail behind Sanday. He might even choose to lead and hold the front. But it, it can be very dangerous because he often doesn't go anywhere near as well when you use him up at the start. Jack Callahan hasn't made too many false steps since uh, coming down and driving in Victoria the last few weeks. Give us your thoughts on all all and, all and sundry. Yeah, look, uh, I'm with Sanday. Um, I, I think Sanday can find the top here. I don't think that... Um Let's Rock, Let's Roll and Cool Rock and Daddy will get too involved early. Obviously, both sit sprinters. Uh, I think the one that could dis- disrupt that theory potentially and kick up is Rokasaki. Yep. Um, however, yeah, I-, I think Sanday is more than likely going to find the top and he's been in uh, been in really good form last time, obviously. Got a good time of it in front, but still got the job done. So I think if he can find the top, he's probably the one to beat. If he doesn't, things become a lot more open. Um, let's rock it. Let's roll. Yeah. Really, really like that trial. You, you mentioned the time it was, uh, it was excellent. His best is very, very good. But then we speak about those horses that have, you know, that can be excellent and then not excellent. Yeah. <laughs> like that. They've got two versions and he's one of them. So, um, look, a couple of good trials, latest and fast time. I think it's got all the makings that he can run a really good race first up. So mm. it would not surprise to see him win, but he is a horse that I just, cannot 100% trust. Uh, Rokasaki has been pretty good at her past couple, draws well to hold a forward position. And I've thrown in Huel in the end, who comes out of the Mercury 80 series, which are really difficult form races to assess, I find, because 1,200 metres, they just run. I just... I leave them out large. I honestly just about scratch them. Yeah. For normal races, personally. Yes. Um, But look, I think... We'll have to probably go back from that wide draw, but his best is pretty good. Mick Bellman jumps on board. Sometimes we just see a driver change, just mixes things up a little bit. So have thrown him in for fourth. But, um, yeah, sticking with Sanday, 5-3, 2-7. So very similar um, as predictable for me, 5-3, 2-8. in my best of the night. He's just... I know, he, I know he didn't blaze off really early. We spoke to Andy Gath about this on Burning Questions last start, but the acceleration, he, he did back in the day, early doors as a three-year-old, have really good acceleration off the gate, and he seems to have found it again. And he's also got a little bit of strength and intimidation factor over a field like this. So I think he gets the front one way or t'other. And if he gets the lead, <clears throat> the way he's going at the moment, even last start, they look like they were starting to make ground on him. Might have been Rick Riley that was making mm-hmm. a big move, and he just and he just had another gear. Uh He's a pretty good horse. We know that when he's right. This is still, this is an 80 to 89 in name, but is it really? I mean, to me, this is an easier race than last time. I mean, he's beating Rick Riley and co last time. There's no Rick Rollers here. I mean, he's in a better race, obviously, later in the night. So, uh, Rokasaki, um, Rokasaki, I don't think, he, I'm not sure he can actually get across, or she can get across, Glen Avril King. So, let's rock, let's roll is the critical danger. We spoke about that trial. I don't think. I think Jack Callahan will probably want to get involved, but I don't think it's good for the horse. I think the horse just races so much better when you do nothing with him. And critically here, with so many horses going back at the start, I think he's going to lob close enough without having to do any work. I think he'll probably settle 1-1. And from there, he gets every conceivable chance. I've marked them 190 versus 350. The market now is compressed with money for Let's Rock, Let's Roll, that they're 215 and 310. So I still think there's value about Sanday. I think I think he'll win. Five over three, early quad, he's done and dusted at that point. Rokosaki goes in for third. She is racing well. She's not quite the Rokosaki of old, but, you know, her last probably four have all been good enough to say she's she's back in the zone. And for fourth, Aussie Battler, who's uh, also been going around in those 1,200-metre races. I just think he's, if you go back to his form, if, if I even half ignore what he's done in the 1,200-metre races, and he's been going really well in them, of course he won one of them uh, in impressive fashion, those runs in the four-year-old Vic Bread series were were really good, and if you can, if he can even maintain that sort of form, I think he's worth including in wider exotics. But so too, you could say the same thing about Shorty's mate. 
nearly all of them, to be honest. Yeah. But my numbers in the first five, three, two, and eight. So we're only disagreeing on the fourth place getter. Time for our first break on the Friday form panel as we head towards night two of the Summer of Glory. And we'll kick off the music quiz when we return with Jordy Canales. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason, our D-Light groove is in the heart. Yeah, that was an easy one. One nil. This is, a, this is an absolute perler. Yeah. Remember the film clip with just rolling through with the kaleidoscopes? <laughs> I'm watching it now. Who's in the heart? No delay today. All right, race two is the first of our trotting races on night two of the Summer of Glory. The first at Tabcor Park, Melton, and wow, we have a really intriguing race here, don't we? Uh, there's many winning chances. And I wrote in the form comment, it's, we've got a bizarre situation here in that rules don't apply, has lived his life as the, the quirky raw talent that he's probably better than his rivals, but you couldn't trust him 100%. And now, out of all the winning chances, he's the one, I think, with the least question marks surrounding him. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's become the good boy. Uh, and, uh, the, and the rest of them are bad kids. Or well, they're not bad kids, but, you know, you've got Kai Valley Chief, who's first up from the Inter-Dominion without a trial. Just believe got beaten by 25 metres in a recent trial by Always Ready, so you don't know where he is. Sad. Aldebaran and Ravani's never seen a second-line draw in her life, and Vacation Hill went playing first up on Australian soil. Make it what you will, scared to talk, talk us through it. Thus, I have gone with rules don't apply, Bon. Um, you know, racing in terrific form, taking out that Vic Bread series in dominant fashion. Trialed Sunday with the paces in pretty good time and should be pretty forward. It's obviously um, only been a few weeks since that Vic Bread series. So I would imagine that Anthony Crosling gave him a, a few days off or a week off after that. And um, and then he's had the one trial. So should, shouldn't be lacking in fitness too much, I don't think, if he can press forward at the start. Gets a good advantage on some of the higher assessed runners back in the field. And, um, yeah, if he can continue the form that he was showing at the end of December, I, I think he will take some beating. But obviously, major dangers. Vacation Hill, we've already touched on it, uh, was a bit disappointing last week. We know Andy has a big opinion of her, expects her to bounce back this week. I think we can see an improved run. It, it wasn't poor last time. They ran a ran along in, in pretty good time. It, it was probably more so that we had big expectations. I think the fact that he said, you're looking at me funny. No, 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 no. Do you agree with that or no? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, 100%. <laughs> you looked at me like no. I was talking gibberish. No. Um, yeah, so I think we just had big expectations that weren't completely filled. So can ex- expect to see an improved performance. Aldebar and Ravani, she was right in the market for the Maori Mile, or second favourite behind Tornado Valley, but yep. that – Massive concern is the fact that she's led in every single Australian start and she's never seen a back row draw. So I think Jack's probably just going to be a passenger. And we saw when she was restrained at Bendigo, she she made a mistake. So um, very talented mare, there's no doubt about that. Um, and he'll be probably hoping hoping that the gaps will appear and she'll be able to get off into the running line. And if that happens, she's a massive winning chance. But I just thought the draw was fairly awkward for her. Um, but she's very speedy. Just believe I've thrown in for fourth. Had a terrific inter-Dominion campaign. Uh, has trialed. Trial was, you know, okay. I, yeah, as you mentioned, was beaten a fair margin to always ready. But I thought he was excellent in that trial. So um, usually goes well fresh, uh, just believe. So I think he can run well and I've got him in for fourth. But should be improved by this as well. Seven, six, eight, nine. I've gone seven, eight, six. Oh, dear. I mean, yeah. After listening to Andy, I'd probably I'd probably switch these around, Nelly. But I'm going seven, eight, six, and eleven. So I'm going with rules that apply for all the previous, all the aforementioned or previously referenced reasons. He's uh, he's in great form. You know he can balance up from that wide draw. He won't be speared off the gate. He'll roll forward. <clears throat> I'd say he's going to end up parked. And there's just he's just got the least uh, the least little question marks against him at the moment. Elderberry and Ravani. On what we've seen, well, you know, people would say Vacation Hill maybe, but Aldebar and, Aldebar and Ravani's run some extraordinary races up at Tabcorp Park, Menangle. And what we're seeing more and more rapidly, in my opinion, is that the New South Wales trotters, and we even saw this through the Vic Bread Super Series with a couple that went really uh, particularly well, uh, fancy winning its uh, its final from memory, is an unbelievably, you know, 
compressed gap between the New South Wales trotters and our trotters. So if she's doing those things up there, then she should be good enough to win this. But inside the second row is quite literally the worst possible gate for her, isn't it? Because she's uh, American bred. She's raced in America. She's got that. She wants to get fired up. She loves to run the gate. That was her problem down here in Victoria the first time. Now they're asking her to sit behind, you know, right cornered every which way by the pegs and horses all around her. And horses that are, you know, lower assessed um, in the race as well. Dynamic legacy obviously gets to start it. So as the emergency. So, um, you know, it's probably going to be crossed multiple times as well. So that's a major issue for Aldebaran Ravani. But Jack Callaghan, I'm told, Callaghan, Callaghan, will, uh, he, he's a pretty good young driver, so he'll make the right decisions. I've got for the third Vacation Hill. I've got to say, I nearly, I nearly want to just put her on top now because when I looked at the race, I thought, okay, well, you're going to lead here. You're, you're the clear and obvious leader. And if you're as good as everyone was telling us you were, and I forget I ever saw you last week, then I'd have everything on you. Like, if I don't, you'd just be declaring her this week if you didn't see her last week. She was very plain. She was working out well prior to that. Then she goes plain. Andy says, no idea why. She's worked well again. My concern is if she worked well both times, then she could do it again. But she's going to be in a position that she's far more comfortable with here. I think if she can balance up, roll to the top and, and just be in clear air, she's a huge chance of winning. And she's into $3.70 now after opening 4 bucks. And my fourth pick in the race is Kai Valley Chief. I'm surprised you left him out. Yeah, so I, I basically look at, even though Just Believe finished uh, third in the Inter-Dominion final, I basically look at Just Believe and Kai Valley Chief and say they had similarly good Inter-Dominion campaigns. Yeah, they did. I just probably, the the only, there was a lack of, of a trial. coin, lock, lack of the trial. I thought this will, he'll be better for this run, I would imagine. Well, unless, this is my only thing, is I haven't, we haven't seen Kai Valley Chief at the trial, so who knows how he might have gone. Just Believe looked flat. Unless Always Ready is going to come out and nearly win from the outside the second row in the uh, in the VL Dollar Trotters Cup, and maybe he will. But, like, Always Ready made Just Believe look like he, you know, he was in a completely different world in that trial. So I feel like Just Believe, there might be evidence that he's come back from the Inter-Dominion a touch flat. I don't know that about Kai Valley Chief. So I'm happy to put him in for fourth, just above Just Believe. And that's about the end of the story. I would have thought seven, eight, six, and eleven. My numbers in race two. We'll outline the case for the third event on the card before we go to the hard out. We're trying to get Moose side bottom, but he says there's nothing much that he wants to bet on tonight. Maybe we can get him on to talk about tomorrow night's night two of the Summer of Glory. We'll just quickly look at this uh, third event. Uh, just talk through your map for a start because most of the class is drawn either wide on the front line or off the second row here, Skeeter. Yeah, look, it's a, an interesting one. I with. Without stacks of confidence, thought potentially rocking with Sierra can find the top, but it's just whether how much work she has to do to get there. Montreal Delico might might take the opportunity to try and find the top. Um, you know, Mongiana probably surprised everyone with um, with how he worked out of the game. Surprised me. <laughs> so look, it's I. He's only done it twice, I reckon, in recent <laughs> in the last in the last eighteen months, and he surprised me both times. Yes. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think probably rocking with Sierra finds the top ultimately. Yep, yeah, I tend to think the same. The question is, how confident are we of that? Because I think if we're very confident of it, she becomes a very clear top pick. Yeah, I'm not very confident. Of okay. That. So that's why I've got her second pick. So you're thinking she's a 55-45 chance of getting there, basically. Um, yeah. Do you agree if she does get there without doing a stack of work that she, she is the top pick? That, yeah, 100%. But it, it, it's, th- th- there's probably three categories, isn't there? There's one getting there e- relatively easily. There's one getting there but having spent a fair bit of petrol. And there's one where she doesn't get there at all. Yep. And if she doesn't get there at all, she's in awful bother. And that's, that's why you've got a second pick. We've still got about a minute. Give us a little bit, bit of a spoiler alert about who the top pick is going to be. Go with you are my sunshine. Whoa. Because. You listen to Damien on the radio the other day? No. He, he said he'll improve. Yeah, okay. He said it'll take a handful of runs to get him back to his absolute yep. best, but he'll improve sharply. And the run wasn't that bad first up. And he's, well, he's emergency in a stronger race later in the program, and they've got him, I think, 650 or something like that, and he's, he was $8 here. So. Yeah, it's a slightly sticky draw. Chris Alford jumps on board, so, um, yeah, I'm going with him. Well, we'll be talking more about that in just a moment. Here's the heart. You can hear the music. It's time for us to exit stage left just for a short time. 
For those watching on Trot's Vision and listening on SEN Track, we'll be back to hear more about Skeeter's thoughts on race three. I'll give you mine as well. And then after that, we get stuck into the big stuff. The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Jason? I've gone too early here. Um, oh. I have. I know the song. But I, I know the song, but I wouldn't have a clue of the name. Michael Jackson? No. 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 No, it's not Michael Jackson. No, I've, I've gone too early. <laughs> you got to give Skeet a chance. That's bad. The song itself sounds no. a little different to the intro, so yeah. it might have thrown you off. the tune, but how long can we get to the chorus? Uh, it's about a minute 20. I know it now. Nah, I, nah. You don't know it? Nah. nah. I don't get a second opportunity. So do I'm I... out, yeah. Well, tell us then, Bon. What's... Oh, it's, it's Prince, is it? It is Prince. Yeah. Um, stop the song. Mm. When Doves Cry? It is oh, when doves yeah. cry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wasted opportunity. Uh, Poor by both of us, really. Yeah. No winners there. No winners. Funny they did. They did have a very similar way. Like that. That. That's a very uh, MJ intro. Though, a little bit of just a guitar shred for no reason with the basic drum beat. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, morning, Jason, Nikita, and Jordy. This is from Big Fella. I uh, thought all that you know is Nikita has a horse in the same training stable as our Starabreds. Our big boy, the poet, is back running at Mornington tomorrow. Race three, number three. Let's just pray for a bit of luck this preparation. I'll get down uh, on hands and knees tonight on the side of the bed for you, big fella, and the maiden will be knocked over. Ah, delight, Geordie. Lovely. The memories are just flooding back. Mine's Wishing you all a great well, and safe uh, weekend. Cheers, big fella. You're in tonight? Yep. I haven't got a report yet, though, so I don't. Usually you get a report first thing in the morning. Very, very good with communication, but haven't. Heard anything today, so I'm not too sure how he's going to. I would have loved to have. I've obviously got other commitments. It's a busy weekend, Bon, but um, it's the Tricodes night at Cranbourne tonight. So it would have been, the yeah, really good night to go down. I'm just going to go for a little bit of a wander down and have a little bit of a sip at a rooftop bar tonight with yeah. Desi G. Just sit, nice. yeah, just a little bit of a bit of a date night, I think, before because um, I don't think she's going to see a lot of me between no, tomorrow, between not. tomorrow and. The next Saturday night, I don't think we, we're, we're going to be ships in the night. Third event, uh, you are going with you are my sunshine. Been back from eight into six. Chris Alford takes the reins on this occasion. The draw's worrying. How much improvement is the only little concern? But he's a really good horse, and I, I'm assuming you're of the same assessment that the first up run was was not too bad. I mean, I was expecting great things, great things for Stappen, but that uh, didn't quite occur. But he's caught parked. He pulled. They ran time. Um, and when I say they ran time, they ran time throughout. There was pressure on all the way, and he was largely applying it. Uh, and he wasn't beaten terribly fast. So you've got him on top. You've got Rocking with Sierra, who's the favourite at 350 in for second. Mm-hmm. And, and who else? I've gone, um, really, to flip the coin here, October Rain and Shayala, both coming out of racing against the best three-year-olds of their gender uh, throughout the Big Bread series. October Rain turned a super turn of foot at... Um, Bendigo after being buried along the pegs and Shayala has also been in terrific form. So I think both can win. It's a, a fairly wide open race. Um, I'm sticking with you are my sunshine, but there's a few knocks on him. You know, the second up syndrome could be a thing, you know, given it was a fairly tough run first up, um, sticky draw. So he's not over the line by any means, but I just thought he was good value at that, uh, at that price. So eight, seven, nine, ten. Eight, seven, nine, and 10 for you. I'm going seven at nine. 10 and 6, but I'm throwing 8 in the mix as well. So when I play my early quaddies, all five of them are getting a Guernsey. Where's the value? I think it is with Rocking with Sierra because I'm probably not not overly confident that she'll find the front, but confident enough because I'm looking at this and saying, okay, so AJ Breezy Rose, no. Major Assassin, no. Mongiana's a chance of finding the front, I think. I had got Mongiana zipping across those two to its inside. I wanted to hand up last time. We'd probably do so again. I'm not sure Monsieur Delacour is going well enough to get the lead. Major Man Bar won't be driven that aggressively. In fact, quite often 
We'll talk to Mitch Sidebottom later, but quite often just hangs off the back of the mobile. Valachi typically typically doesn't run the gate, particularly from wide draws. There's just a lot that says to me that Rocking with Sierra is going to get there. And if she does, you look at her runs through the Vic Bread Super Series against Marjita and the four-year-old Mares. Then she turns up and she wins dominantly, beating Valachi, who I think is one of her major dangers here. And then last start, clearly they felt she was going well enough. She was heavily backed into favouritism. I'm often gone, obviously, one really impressively in the end uh, after Rocking with Sierra made an early break. But there's just indications that they feel like they've got her going spectacularly well. And I've got, and I'm confident enough she'll find the front. I marked it 250. You're getting 350. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mother, for the rabbits. I enjoyed them. The other winning chances are these. October rain, yes, but there's been big money, 650 into 480, and I get it because 650 was, uh, the value was a little bit too much, but you saw the way he was driven in his last win. Glenn Craven just held up, held up, waited, waited, I ceased parted. Was, he was drawn um, inside second row, wasn't he? He was, but I, yeah. I didn't personally think there was any chance that he would stay back there. I thought yeah, okay. with his ability, he'll get off. Yeah. But I think Glenn, Glenn's opinion, and even in the post-race interview at Benigo was – very much like this horse likes to be kitted to and coiled up. And when you have got horses like that, you know you always need a lot of fortune to to be successful. So mark $5, $4.80 is more at the right price, but I wouldn't be taking that that move 650 to $4.80 and thinking, oh, geez, you know, there's a real big move on. I think it's just recalibrating to probably something like the right price. Shayel is flying. The draw is very, very tough, but... She couldn't be going any better. And we saw her win two starts back where she launched three wide. She's got some versatility. Uh, Valachi couldn't be going any better. He, we love him. Mm. We love He's you, Valachi. He just lacks – what he lacks is really elite point-to-point speed, that that furlong speed. And that means that when you get into races like this, even if he goes to his best, he'll probably only run between second and fifth. Yeah. But you'd be including him in every exotic – that. Uh, you decide to put on the race, and then you are my sunshine. I am still just that little bit concerned. I reckon, show me something really good here. Yep, I'll go next time. But uh, I'm probably still feeling the slight burns and scars on my body from thinking that he would uh, potentially win first up from a break, which was, in hindsight, potentially unreasonable. It was just the fact that his first up record was so outstanding prior to that. We are 33.33% of the way through the Tabcorp Park Mountain Card. Night two of the summer of glory. As mentioned, the big stuff coming up. Mercury 80 we'll talk about straight after this break. Then we'll get stuck into the features. The Casey Classic, the VHRC Caduceus three-year-old classic, the VL Dullard Trotters Cup, and that breakthrough pace final at Group 2 level that you are my sunshine is the emergency for. Stick with us here on Trot's Vision and also SEN Track. You are watching and listening to the Friday Form Panel. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Yeah. Oh, I reckon that was Rihanna the yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, very good. Very popular song, Canada's <laughs> Jewelers. That was like half a second little just oh, we've, we've, synthesizer. We've heard that someone here a few times. She's that prince. That prince mistake could come back to haunt me. Uh, we're going to have Moose Tide Bottom on. He's, he's, he's putting his body on the line here because he's... He's going to tip a couple tonight with very little confidence, and we'll and we'll touch he, on tomorrow he, night. Um, got the double last week too. The two he tipped, they were both shorter, but I think it both together maybe two seventy or something and saluted. Yes, and that's probably why he thinks to himself, "I don't want to go back on with something I don't really believe in." Don't make me talk about things I don't really believe in. Uh, Mercury eighty final. Mm. These races typically I have not. Uh, I don't. Even, I haven't enjoyed tipping on them. And betting on them because I haven't had much success, but I am keen here. Oh, I've got, a, and I'm I, real keen on two levels. I, I am fairly confident. I know who you're going to be keen on. And it's the same as you. Uh, I think it's a great chance, but I haven't got it. Is it um, bulletproof way? It is. Yeah, I thought so. Um, because if you've got tips mapped like I do, behind leader. I spoke um, to Scotty Ewan about it too on radio, and he was he was all on board as well. So, talking choo, choo. <laughs> yep. He, I, I think we're all on board. So <laughs> um, I didn't, didn't tell him what to do, but I, we, we but we agreed. We agreed. Okay, we concurred. Um, look, it's a, it is a bit of a, a raffle, though. I think speed map will be important. Boots Electric isn't really known for his gate speed, but uh, Nathan Jack. 
back aboard and uh, he gets them out of the gate as good as anyone. So over the 1,200 metres, I think they'll be looking to hold it up. Um, yeah, I think Scott Ewan, we've just confirmed it will be happy enough to drop to the pegs. Jillaby Sylvester will push forward, as will Cash and Flo, who I think is probably going to be left parked. And I I messaged um, Tim Belvrage yesterday. I was hoping to get some information around, um, but you'd beat me to it, I think, a couple of days earlier around horses, you know, death seating over the 1,200-metre races yeah. and how many, but it it was a little bit... Um, the stats are convoluted because not everyone's put positions in for the, exactly. those races. Yeah, if the judges yeah. don't put the positions in, then it's... Yeah, it's a, so it's not accurate data, but it was more than I thought, actually. Um, but, yeah, I, I've gone I've gone the, the soft option and gone with cash and flow. Um, I think he could be in the breeze, but he's a quality horse. He's raced at that top level, and he's used to racing where they just run from start to finish. So mm. I don't think um, it's going to be the end of the world if he... If he is parked, um, he just might have the speed to get there. So he goes on top narrowly ahead of Bulletproof Boy, who trialled well and loves the pegs and uh, looks looks really well suited. I think he was about 450 or something like that. I was sort of hoping he might be each way value. but um, Who's this? Bulletproof Boy. $6. Is he? Okay, that's all right. Um, he goes into second. Boots Electric probably has options from the pole, but he's going to be on the pegs, which is where you want to be in these types of races. And Jillaby Sylvester, I think, will be probably in the 1-1 and can be close enough to be dangerous. If he can happen to find the top, uh, that probably elevates him as well. Uh, that's a, There's a chance of that happening as well because Boots Electric skate speed, yeah, I'm just not 100% sure if he can hold up. So uh, start will be crucial as it usually is in these 1,200 metre races. Five, two, one, three. Two, one, five, and six. Um, the only one I reckon that can cross is Jillaby Sylvester. And from what Scotty Ewan said, I don't think it's going to be back and left. It's going to be run a bit of cover with Boots Electric, make it harder for anybody out wide to have a dip. Make sure the spot's protected still, then go back in, mm-hmm. right? So that's going to make it even harder for anybody. And Boots Electric does have very reasonable gate speed. Torrid Saint, it was before Torrid Saint became the Torrid Saint we know now, but there was a race going back some time ago where Boots Electric just crossed Torrid Saint very easily. So uh, I think you can hold the lead, as you mentioned. Uh, Jack back on board, brilliant gate driver. So there's two ways I want to play this race. A number one, best value on the card is Bulletproof Boy. $6, I think. I marked him four fifty, but I, you know, really, in my own mind, I think he's more like a three fifty chance. Um, so $6, excellent value. But I'd also, I'd either hedge on Boots Electric or risk, however you might choose to do that, uh, cash and flow. I don't think Cash and Flow is going to win. I marked him favourite because you had to. I marked him two twenty. Market said two fifteen because you have to. There's nothing from these three runs this campaign that make you think, you know, he went through that period. He won 12 races in a Roatman angle, seven of them in sub 150 miles. He was the premier sprinter virtually in Australasia for a period. There's nothing in these three runs to suggest well, that he's there. See, I was a bit more feel- He sat last, last time. They went 149.9. I know Menangle times are a little bit. Irrelevant, anything in the, anything but- in this race could do that. Couldn't they? Like, well, no? well, Boots Electric could do that for sure, in my opinion. Do what he did last start. Couldn't he? Bulletproof maybe, Boy maybe. could do it. Yeah, maybe. But I, they're just he didn't be, really, yeah, yeah. He didn't lose ground. Like, it was Krug. It was, a, it was a really nice field. Yeah. I think when you're at the back yeah. in those sort of races, personally, I think when you're at the back in those sort of races, then it's just a matter of following, following along. Uh, and the fact that they haven't wanted to, like... He's just not – I just don't think he's in the zone. He's not a young horse. He's had breathing problems throughout the course of his life. He's a nine-year-old. He's, he's had the three runs back. It's only 1,200 metres. Maybe they'll just put foot flat to the floor and just dominate here. If, if, he's, if he's 95% of his best, he'll just blow them away. I just don't see any indication that he's there. So, And the price just tells me I just want to avoid him like the plague, like the bubonic plague, like the Omicron. I couldn't avoid that. Unfortunately, it got me. Um, so I'm boosted it, now. I've got him. Yeah, I've got, I couldn't get. I can only just get boosted now because you got to wait fourteen days after the cron diddly on gets you. Uh, I've got it in for. Th- I've got him in for third. And highway to heaven's absolutely flying. I reckon. Just needs. Yes, this isn't yes. his race. Yep. But geez, he's yep. going to win. A, he, he, I feel like he's he's heading towards being kind of horse who can win a pretty good race. Yep. 
I really liked, caught the eye in Hamilton Cup yep. and then just no luck at all at, at Ballarat. So any other race, I'd, yeah, think he's a big chance. I just think it's a bit tricky here. So I've settled on two, one, five, and six in the fourth and strongest heat of the all-in-one property, Mercury 80 series over the six furlongs, 1,200 metres. All right. Race five. Now we get stuck into the big stuff. Last chance saloon. Allied Express Casey Classic at Group Two level. Uh, expensive Vigo. What is he now? He was a dollar thirty-five last time I looked. I'd say he's something pretty similar now. He's a dollar thirty-five still. Absolutely should win. I don't think either of us were amazingly taken with his run in the Ballarat Cup. I am personally. I've got little question marks over his out and out staying prowess. I think he's. The best run by far I've seen from in his career was in that heat of the Inter-Dominion over a mile. It, it was one of the best runs I've nearly ever seen from any horse. It was a crazy performance. And he and he's likely to do something similar here. Just rip and roll, take the front, mid-race, even from the draw, and that should be game over. But is anybody here going to get in his way? If Western Sonador led, would Western Sonador think about keeping him out? Because the best Western Sonador over 22.40 could probably run 54 in front. He, and he goes well in front. I think they... And I think there's a good chance he'll be in front. Yeah. I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. But I don't think... I'm not sure that anybody... Are? I'm not sure that anybody else would. Major role might park him. Yeah. Just given... I don't know. Like, Beck's not going to want to cook him because they really want this race to get him into a Hunter Cup. So... I don't know if... Tell you the best way to get into a Hunter Cup. Win. Win the case classic. <laughs> no, but if... Better be the bomb. I feel like he could put a whole heap of pressure on at the start trying to get across. You know. Western Senator is fast enough to hold better be the bomb though, isn't he? Well, potentially, but if he's being drilled. I don't... Yeah. I don't think Kez... Like I don't, I don't, you're I don't, just going if to Kez, yourself, aren't if you? If Kez thought that there was no lead there, I don't think she's getting attacked after yeah. that. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I've got no probably firm opinion about the the leader at the start because um, we know Tyra Tank can begin well enough to probably, you know, choose. Um, but previously when Western Sonner Draw has been drawn beside him, he has got across, but that was more Tyra Tank as well chose to hand 100%. up. 100%. So. Tyra Tank might just keep it and wait for yeah. Ego, yep. yeah. Um, look, so expensive Ego on top, class runner, below his best slightly the Ballarat Cup, but I think we've all got such a massive opinion of he should be winning. He's the best horse in the race. Can make a move. He can sit outside them if required. Um, yeah, should be getting the job done. Triple eight in for second. Has been flying, but the draw hasn't helped him at all here. With the big dance next week, I tend to think they probably go back and just look to see him hitting the line, um, which he can no doubt do really well. Western Sonador goes in for third. Super in the Shepparton Cup, as I mentioned, goes really well when he leads, but... I tend to think there's – I'm not convinced he's going to be the leader here because I think there could be a, a fair bit of pressure and Beck may not want to get into a duel. So he might even be happy enough to just sit in the running line, really, um, and be handy enough. And like Wildfire, was super first up, narrowly missed a start in the Ballarat Cup, and I think he can run a good race here second up. Nine, seven, two, six. Nine, seven, two, and six. Expensive ego on top of Triple uh, Eight, then Western Sonador, and like a Wildfire, I've gone nine, seven, two, and five. Uh, expensive Vigo. Here's the question. $1.35. Is that the right price? Uh, yep. Yeah. I think it's probably a touch skinny. I think maybe I've marked him a dollar fifty. I'd say, yeah, dollar forty-five, maybe dollar fifty. He's a really, 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 really good horse who, when he's at his best, seems bottomless. And I wrote in the, the, the form comment, like at times during that Inter-Dominion campaign, he looked lock and var art bottomless, mm. but it's just been a couple of runs there that have been very good without winning. Um, look, he, if he if he whips around and finds a front, it's game over. It's a dollar dollar four. I've got Triple Eight in for second. I know I, I take your point, and I think you, you you're quite likely right about going back and all the rest of it. And he just doesn't seem to want to run the gate at all ever. But gee, at some point, I'd love to see him because he keeps drawing poorly to be able to just balance up, get himself into a spot, and be close enough because. His run last start was absolutely outstanding. He keeps running amazingly good races, but being in positions where he can't possibly win. Uh, that might be the case again this weekend. You're dead right. He'll be looking forward to the Hunter Cup. But, gee, I'd love to, I'd love to just see if he's, in a right, if he's in the right spot, 
just where he sits exactly with the horse like expensive Vigo. He's five dollars. I marked him short around three dollars twenty. Third pick, Western Sonador. Again, I'd love to see them try and lead and just see what he can do because the Western Sonador who was coming through the ranks, I reckon, would have tried to lead and run and run here. This is the Western Sonador. Did Western Sonador lead the Pure Steel last year where uh, with Max Delight and uh, Soletic? Yep. You know, I think they went 53 and change potentially in that race. So he's good enough. And I don't. And I think based on last start, he's, he's, he's around that mark again. I'd just love to see it, whether it'll happen. Um, we'll find out about 8.32 tomorrow night. And fourth pick, Major Roll, who got a few things to suit, but he's a good, strong, tough, Customer, I also really love like a wildfire as a racehorse. I just think that that wide front line draw is not going to help his cause. Let's get through one more because we're going to welcome in Moose Side Bottom after the news. It is the first of our Group 1s, the second ever staging of the VHRC Caduceus three-year-old classic. Unpack this one for me. How far have you been sucked into the vortex known as Captain Ravishing? <laughs> well, I feel like... It's a bit of a pick aside. Do you go the up and coming, you know, excitement machine, or do you go the been there and done that, reliable? You know what you're going to get, horse. I think the critical question here is how, like, we know Captain Ravishing's very good. The critical question is how much quicker can he get out when he's asked? Because he hasn't really been asked in his two starts to date. Yeah. So we know he's a son of a gun. He's a son of a gun. Has got to me. Kimball-like gate speed. In fact, he might even be faster than like he. He is an amazingly quick beginner. So Captain Ravishing is going to want to be have to be extremely fast early to hold him out, or even get across to get on the pegs. Yep, and ultimately that's probably what made my decision for me. That's why I've gone with his son of a gun because I think he can get across. And uh, like Andy mentioned yesterday, and I thought thought the same thing. I thought Captain Ravishing was for the first probably 50 metres, just was a little bit rocky in his gait um, last time out from out wide, and then he balanced up and more so um, got the momentum up to push forward. It wasn't that snap speed, snap speed yeah. that he's the son of a gun has. So I think if he's the son of a gun can find the top, um, yeah, he's going to be awfully hard to beat. So that's why I've, I've sided with him. However, um, yeah, look, not many horses can go 152 at their second ever race start and seemingly have plenty left. Ant said he, he did that in second gear. So there's no doubt he has so much X factor. And um, look, if he can manage to keep out, he's a son of a gun. He becomes the one to beat. But I just think he's a son of a gun, has that pure speed at the start to, to find the fence and get across. Um, we saw interest for in a different role last time out. He sat outside Lockenberg Jag and was able to get past him. He has raced against good horses, going well, and gets the pole draw. So it's hard to see him missing a place, uh, interest-free. And Celestio Matuka, I've gone for fourth, was behind his son of a gun in the Vic Bread final. Also had a terrific series. Has had the one trial leading into this. Again, it wasn't that long ago. Should be fairly forward. And he goes in for four, five, two, one, and four. I'm going five, two, one, and three. I've got four in uh, my uh, quaddies, at least staggered quaddies. I, there's part of me that thinks that he's the son of a gun is just as juicy as a ripe watermelon at $2.70. Mm-hmm. I just want to – I think if he leads, it's game over. No matter how good Captain Ravishing is, this horse is very good and getting better all the time. He's got amazing speed. And 270 to me, if he's in front after 50 metres, I've marked him 220 and I think he's a $1.80 chance. So I think he's definitely worth a bet at 270. Second pick is Captain Ravishing just because we don't know how good he is. Not too many horses. I remember very early in his career, Demon Delight went sub 153 at Melton in, in sort of a moderate race, but you don't see it that often. No. And you all that, that's always the mark of an outstanding horse. I mean, to go 152.5 at your second start, I don't care what the circumstances. He's obviously got enormous ability. Interest-free is just such a consistent customer. Pole marking draw might still hold up behind the leader. Got it in for third. And the value runner here is Commander Buzz. Now, I've got a huge opinion, have had from day one of this horse. Troll, well. Troll, well, they've got him in 27-1, and he's gotten past Celestia Matuka. It's, it's quite, do you know, I would love if the camera was a little bit more still in those trials, and you could, or a little bit closer, and you could just get, sort of get a clearer picture of how the horse is travelling. But anyway. Uh, well, it would be good, and also to see how much work, exactly how much work is being done to try and get them to their absolute top. But yeah. Commander Buzz was just totally fantastic, I thought, and will only get better. But very few horses have that type of speed. So we're all talking about Captain Ravishing as an up-and-comer, but I think we're forgetting Commander Buzz. And there's been a move 
71. It doesn't say this in the fixed odds flux, but I guarantee you national news was 71 at one point. And now it's into 26, so there's been a nice little nibble there's there. There's been 100 at 26 for it. Tim O'Connor's just sent through some the big bets, which I can touch on. 100 at 26? Yep. There you go. So it's 71 into 26, and they've had another go. So somebody think – and national and news – Plenty of bets on captain ravishing in that same race. We were all talking about national news uh, mm. before before its first ever start. We better get to the news. We're very late. We'll come back, and we'll talk to Mitch Sidebottom. Stick with us here. You are watching and listening to the Friday Form Panel – on Trot's Vision and SEN track. The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Hey. Um. I just can't think of the name, but... Yeah. Jason. Oh, Nikita was first. Havana? Yes, it is Havana. We got it right at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. We might have, if I can get the next one, we might have, have a tiebreaker. I backed it at massive odds last night. I thought I was race. We're wasting Mitch Sidebottom's time. Moo, how are you, brother? Uh, you're allowed to waste my time, Bon. I'm always happy to listen, mate. I'm well, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks, mate. Uh, now, you, you have announced it, and I've announced it to the listeners and the viewers on Trot's Vision, that these tips you're giving to us out of the goodness of your heart because you are not, you're not overly confident with what you're seeing tonight. No, not overly confident at all. Didn't really like the Cranbone card. Um, I've tried to dig deeper, but uh, couldn't find a lot. Um, I've had a, a very small bet um, in race four, and that is on on Eugene. Um, it, if I knew it was going to produce its best, I would have had a very large bet on on Eugene. But um, it's uh, it's best and it's worst are a long way apart. So if it does everything right, like it did, uh, well, it, it actually didn't do everything right two starts back. It still missed the score up a little bit, but it was far too good for them. Um, but, yeah, if it does everything right here, um, $3 is a super price. But can't trust it, so very small bet at the threes. And I did find one in race five. Not really my go, tipping $1.45 pops, but I thought Ultimate Vinny um, should be probably closer to $1.20 um, than $1.45. So if you're having... Um, any multis, throw that one in. It, it should just be way too good for this lot, uh, Ultimate Vinny. I think Ultimate Vinny is potentially a very good horse. Yeah, he's a nice horse. Yeah. I, I, and I, I'm well done to Sam Barker. He's done a terrific job with it. But if I ever get, if I ever stumble across a hundred thousand dollars or a huge amount of money lying <laughs> on the ground, I'd be more than happy to go to him and say, um, can we do a deal for Ultimate Vinny? Because uh, I, I, I think he's got a lot of ability move. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, last start, last start showed that when uh, he ran uh, three meters, got beaten by um, Knights Templar and Go Dancing. So um, they're all nice horses, aren't they? And he's usually driven pretty bloody aggressively, so he's uh, he knows what it's like to do a little bit of work in a race. Our boy Ultimate Vinny. All right, let's have a brief chat about tomorrow night. We don't want you to give everything away because the markets have, haven't been out for too long, but. Is there anything that really takes your eyes? Is there one or two you can pinpoint for us? Uh, yeah, I am quite keen, and this horse owes me nothing. Um, <laughs> saved my night on New Year's Eve, and that's he's the son of the gun. Um, Captain Ravishing, very exciting. We all know that. Um, but I just ran the back one that's, that's proven at the level. Yep. Um, and if I knew Captain Ravishing would lead, I, I would have it on top. But, yeah, it's just going to be a bit suspect early. So we know he's the son of the gun to blast out, of, out off the arm. So I think I've got it in front. And if it's in front, I can't see them catching it. So I think the $2.70 is a, a nice price. And I think even uh, Celestio Matuka with Alfred on, I know Anthony's jumped off, but he even said himself he just—it was more because he—he he just doesn't know the uh, the ceiling for Captain Ravishing more yeah. so than, than uh, thinking it's better than Celestio Matuka. So I think seven dollars and, and more so two dollars at place is still pretty good price for uh, Celestio Matuka. 
Uh, Tim O'Connor uh, getting himself into the fray here. Your mate, uh, Moo, ultimate Vinny, $1.50 still value. And Simon at $3.90. He's calling them Tox Morals tonight on SEN track. He's giving himself his own tagline. <laughs> Extraordinary stuff from the young man. Uh, yes, I'm with you. He's the son of a gun. And I agree with you. $2.70. Just because, I mean, the case we were just making, Moo, if he's in front like we all expect him to be after 100 metres, well, he's, he's a $1.70, $1.80 chance, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't see anything being able to run him down um, if he gets across and leads. So, yeah, it's a good price at 270 Yeah, and uh, I thought, yeah, I thought Celestia Matuka was when I first looked at it and was going to have a bet when, when the markets first came out, which I never usually do. And then I backed away. I just don't know where he'll get to in the run, but he's uh, the, the top five are all very good horses. There's no doubt. In fact, all of them are very good horses. Have you got one more for us, please, Mitchie? Yeah, I'll dig out one more for you. Here he is. Um, He's excavating. He's got the shovel. What have you found? Um, I thought in the last race, Better Robin just looks really well placed yeah. against Steve. Yes, um, and Yes, yes. Been, been going very well. And, um, yeah, just look, it's race to lose. So not getting a super price, but I think you're getting overs with the dollar eighty. Yep, yeah, it's my second best bet of the night. It's Skeeter's best bet of the night. It just seems like... This is her race. I, race. I did mark her at dollar ninety, um, but that's for the paper. Sometimes you can be a little bit conservative. Uh, I'll give you another. I'll just throw a couple more at you quickly. Does Majestuoso lead the Dullard Cup, or does it's Tough Monarch lead? Um, tough Monarch leads if he wants to. Is expensive ego an absolute certainty at a dollar thirty-five? Uh, depends on what Beck does on Western Sonador. I, I agree with you. Let's start you a campaign. Let's start a GoFundMe campaign to get Western Sonador to lead and, and keep the front. That uh, would be exciting, wouldn't it? That, was, that would make the race. Send your donations in to Trot's Vision or SEN track, we'll courtesy of J Bond Banger, and uh, we will see what we can do because I would love to see it happen as well. Uh, Moo, it's like we've got we, – we, we've got – it's just – Two beautiful minds working together. And with Skeeter, three beautiful minds working together. And we're mostly on the same page. Appreciate your time, mate. Good luck with your very small bets tonight and your much bigger bets tomorrow. Thanks, Bob. Cheers. Uh, all right, we'll get through one more race, I reckon, and we'll go for our final break and then come back with the final two events. But we've got more Group 1 racing this time for the Square Gators. The time on a tab, VL Dullard Trotters Cup at Group 1 level. Tough. It's a mm. uh, tough monarch. Mm. Ricky Elton tells us that he's back to his best at the moment, or he's, he's in the best headspace he's had him in ever virtually. Majestuoso, I think, he's the number one trotter in this part, well, in Australia. Sunday Sun in Australasia, but Majestuoso in Australia. And then you've got Temporale, whose record at Tabcorp Park Melton is unbelievable. Nine starts all in Group 1 races for one win and seven placings. So he loves being here. And that might not be the end of the story. Mm. Give us your thoughts. There's been some big bets as well for Temporale, which um, shocks me a little Fox bit. Sent through, yeah. So, look, um, terrific edition of the Dalag Cup uh, with the Great Southern Star just a week away. Um, I yeah, I think the start's going to be interesting. I think it's if Majestuoso can get across all of um, you know. He's, he looks the winner. If he doesn't, his winning chances take a bit of a hit, but he still can win. Uh, but, yeah, I got the impression yesterday that Kate's going to, go, you know, not going to have a win at all, a lead at all costs mentality. Uh, but he still goes on top because I think he can probably find the top from pure speed. Tough Monarch in for second. He's just been such an amazing horse. And, um, you know, Ricky's usually pretty spot on, isn't he, when he said he's he's got him right. He told us that before the Inter-Dominion and he ran super there. So um, leaves the gate well. And, again, he's ran some terrific races in front. So if he can be in front too, he's an absolutely a winning chance. Temporale um, comes over after taking this race out in 2020, has been racing really well in New Zealand. He's a classy horse and he goes into the mix. And I've thrown always ready in for four through – as we mentioned earlier, trialed really well after being below his best at his previous two two runs back. So he's had a bit of a freshen up from that, had the one trial, and that really indicated, I think, that we could see him much closer to his best. Draw hurts, but I think he can still run well. So I've gone 3, 1, 5, 11. I've gone 3, 5, 1, and 6. So Majestuoso, I think, will win the race, but it's not going to be a, a walk in the park. There's no doubt about that. 
I think Tough Monarch can hold him. And uh, that will be with Anthony Butterboard. That's going to be plan A, B, and C, I think, to hold the front. I know Ant said I'm burning questions. It's not the end of the world if we get crossed. I think he'll consider it um, again. <laughs> I think you'll see Bruce Willis in the corner of his eye if uh, they get crossed. So I don't think they'll want to get crossed. I think they'll um, they'll be leading with Tough Monarch. But just to owe, so just a matter of whether he gets really fired up. Over 2,240 metres, he might be able to get fired up and still win the race regardless. But I, it'd be so much better to see him just balance there than put on the afterburners and use his young, sprightly legs against the slightly older legs of, much older legs of Tough Monarch and the older legs of Temporale, who typically in New Zealand does his racing right up on the speed, quite often leading. Here, I just don't see how he's going to be able to do that. The only way he gets up on the speed is to sit parked and give Majestuoso cover. Now, that's, that's a terrible situation, I would have thought, for him. So I've got a funny feeling they're just going to have to try and slot him with Temporale. Uh, he's a really good horse, and that form through bulk for brilliance is obviously fantastic, but I think it's being marginally overrated. I think I think the, the Kiwis and some over here think that the Kiwi trotting form is infinitely better than ours. Now, they've got Sunday Sun, yes, Bolt for Brilliance is a really good horse, but I, I think it might be slightly overstated how much better it is than ours. Drops off a bit after that. Yes. Um, tough Monarch in for third, but I think he can win. And then the one that I, I just... I keep thinking that Sundance Carriage is going to win at a big price. He he was bolty. He was going to win last start. Uh, and he's, he, he chased down Majestuoso. <clears throat> and you thought to yourself, there's no way he can get there. He got within about half length in the finish from a long way back. In an impossible situation. Again, this probably won't be his night, but his night's not uh, far away at all. Three, five, one and six in the final of our group ones. Break time, come back. I've got to get the next song to extend it to a tiebreak in the music quiz. And we've still got to get through the final two events on night two of the Summer of Glory at Tabcorp Park. Melton, the breakthrough pace final at Group 2 level and the Katanaz Jewelers pace. Stick with us on Trot's Vision and also SEN Track. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Um, oh my God. Nikita. Nikita. Dr. Jane. Oh, oh. she's done it. Oh, that took me longer than it should have. Oh. Is this Aqua? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you create Aqua as the last song on the Friday uh, on the music. She's got me. She got me. That's Monday and Tuesday. I mean, Monday and Friday. I'm going to roll, bro. Uh, I'd forgotten about this song until I saw it on the playlist <laughs> here on the computer. I, I and, you, and, we, and then you thought to yourself, I'll tell you what, it'd be fun. Let's play it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Huh? I did that. <laughs> last two races, uh, we haven't got long. Breakthrough pace final. We spoke about Kimball on the burning questions. Uh, I can't tip against him. I don't, I don't think he's immoral, but I can't tip against him. No, I'm probably the same. I, I don't know why. Lovely horse. I, I did, Yeah. I don't know why, but um, he doesn't seem like it. Like this is this is a pretty good group. Yes, yeah. Um, but look, he he was dominant last week. Should find his way to the top and uh, probably look to hold again. I said to Maddie Craven, you know, they obviously elected to hold last week. Prior, they'd handed up, and he sort of said, you know, against the better horses in that age group, um, he, they've elected to take cover. But he's happy enough to hold the lead, um, in races that it suits. So they probably hold the lead again. I think I like me better. We'll probably press forwards. Um, spring in his step probably rolls forward as well. So, look, I think Kimball is the one to beat. Uh, I like me better. Did some work to find the lead. Almost held on last week. Nice horse who's right in the mix. Rick Riley hit the line super last time out. This horse has been a bit uh, – I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship. Probably more on the dislike side with him because um, – I feel like it's more love, to be honest. No, but he's – You keep not, tipping him. Yeah, but no. Well, for third because he's going to be – Three pegs at worst, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. I think so. I can just see him doing no work and flashing home off the back of an economical trip, and he's a big place price. And springing his step before the draw makes things hard. However, he was good when dead heating, and um, I think that sort of third fourth is it's really wide open. Sweet Louise is really good at her best. Um, Jellyby Fernando gets an economical trip, and then Ideal some Magic and Dennis William both in the mix as well. So really wide open, three, four, eight, seven. Three, nine, four, and eight. And I can tell you right now, <clears throat> I'd be in this race, I'd be backing Dennis William and Rick Riley both each way. Rick Riley, this is where he lives. If you keep seeing him, 
He's got a three, 400-meter burst of speed. His best runs have been held up on the pegs in better bit. races. Yeah. So I think when you've been disappointed with him, he launches, but from impossible positions and probably hits it after a certain sprint. Three poles. Yes. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. And Dennis William went super five, last start. I think he was about $5 a place. Well, he's he's still 420 a drum. So 26 and 17, I think. Hope that maybe Kimball doesn't go quite as well and we might be onto something. Um, Tim O'Connor has tweeted, don't want to get into the habit of tipping $1.45 chances, but Ultimate Vinny actually looks big value at that price tonight. Can't see him beaten. Is that him or is he quoting? That was nearly the exact line from Mitch Who Sidebottom. That, Tim O'Connor. Oh. It, was, it was like uh, word for word. It was like verbatim. Um, we've got, what else have we got? Uh, is your whole horse star smash Nikita? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and we've just got the rundown and it, sounds, it all sounds positive, but... And I love thoroughbred trainers, but positivity is not their problem. Race nine. <laughs> uh, better Robin, we think, is a moral skater. I think so. Look, front row draw, um, after two really good efforts off the back row draw, she made a mid-race move, held up, worked home 26-3. Pray tell over the odds and common courtesy the day just 4-2-8-7. I'm going 4-8-7-2, and two, so very similar numbers. Better Robin looks immoral to clean up the program. Book ended with Sanday and Better Robin. They're the best bets on the program from Skeeter and I. Second over the odds from a good economical trip. Third, common courtesy. Fourth, pray tell. It's been fun and we'll be out on Trot's Vision. We will. Tomorrow night, can't wait to get there. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching on Trot's Vision, you can watch us on replay these days with the great tricks and little um, abilities from uh, Bright Cove. And if you listen on SEN Track, we love you as well. Au revoir.